0: This broadcast of Indie Radio features strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome to broadcast number 78 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show that airs bi-weeklies on Saturdays at noon US Central Time to help you keep up with the ever-evolving world of indie game development, debate about issues in the indie game scene, and to let you into the mind of some of the most interesting people behind the creation of indie games. Today is May twenty eighth, not not March, because I, I think it was either in March I said May or earlier this month mm-hmm. I said March, and it was. Yeah, I messed up. Not messing up today, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll be your host, Brett Huston, broadcasting from Long Beach, California. Uh, it's yeah, I'm I'm on this huge road trip right now, and last yeah. time I was in Vancouver. Now I'm in California, and. I don't know where I'll be next week, but we'll not. we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, Ian, I think is going to be here in a little bit. Uh, I'm guessing his Skype is updating once again because it likes doing that right as the show is happening. But we do have a guest today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm Zach. Uh, I'm a low-level C developer. I do like engine development things and stuff related to
0: that. Nice. And you're working on quite a few projects. There's the Ludus Engine, there's Proportion, uh, Handmade Math. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: what what uh, else am I missing?
1: There's a few other things, but a lot of them just aren't to be announced yet.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we'll get into that during the interview portion of the show. Uh, but first, got to give people listening in uh, a little heads up on what's what's going on, and then we'll jump into the news. So... If you're listening to this live, you can join our IRC at irc.afternet.org. You can suggest show topics, um, talk about or bring up news that we may have missed, you know, if, you know, something was released or whatever, like, oh, hey, you should mention this. Uh, And then, of course, you can ask Zach questions uh, during the interview. So, yeah, tons of great stuff if you want to jump into the IRC. Otherwise, if you're listening to this. Uh, in the archive, try to catch a live show. We are on at Saturdays at noon U.S. Central. So first up in the news, we have Itch.io refinery launches. Uh, have you have you looked at this at all, Zach?
1: Yeah, I have actually. It, it, that's their new uh, early access thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, Basically, yeah. yeah. So it's
0: it's a program uh, or a web app rather, um, and that was Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's a live web app. Ooh, lovely. Why does Slack always make noise? Is there a way to, like, just turn it off? Just mute Chrome. Know. Oh, he said he's sitting in Indie Radio, or the Skype call, and it's not showing that there's a
1: call, so. It could be because I'm hosting it. Uh,
0: perhaps. Or it could just be that he updated Skype and Skype's i I'm, I'm yeah. not his
1: friend on Skype, so it might just not let him in because I'm... Hosting it, but I just added him as a friend, so we'll see. That might fix it. Yeah, and
0: then I'll, I'll just manually add him to the call and see if it somehow boots into it. But, yeah, who knows? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it works. Hopefully we can have Ian on. <laughs> hopefully. Otherwise, yeah, we're, we're going to switch off Skype soon. Uh, it's just kind of, it, it usually works, and we have it set up, so we've been using it for ages, but it's such a piece of crap. So itch.io refinery allows developers to change a bunch of settings in this web app for early access games. So they get to basically customize their early access. So they can have it where uh, developers can uh, put up a limited amount of keys, and then people that sign up for early access, you know, uh, buy the game early access, they get a key. Uh, tiered purchases, uh, private playtesting, so you can also do an early access that isn't public. Uh, there's community forums, digital rewards, all sorts, all sorts of stuff.
1: Um, and so, games. Oh, sorry. So basically, they just did what Steam did. Yes, Is what I'm getting at here. Okay. Uh,
0: kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it, it does sound like it's a lot more customizable, and there's features that Steam doesn't have that allow it to be you know more more indie friendly but yes it's it's very similar to steam early access but it's
1: it's itches yeah it's itches
0: own thing so yeah it it sounds like ian's on the call finally did did hello yes skype worked yes okay We, we we had assumed that skype was updating
2: no, I tried to join, and it kept immediately, like, stopping, so that I restarted my computer. But uh, then it wouldn't even show me that there was an active call. So, I don't know. I just, Microsoft, you're killing me. Yeah,
0: that, that's what happens whenever I try to make a call on Skype. Now, in a group chat, it just, like, mm-hmm. instantly disconnects. So Yeah, I I've
2: heard, like, literally, like, a half second of the music and everything, and then it was like, no, we're not doing this. And <laughs> I just, ugh.
1: Sounds like Skype to me.
0: So we're, we're talking about the itch.io refinery right now, which you probably picked
2: up. Um, I had seen the announcement about it, but I actually had not read about it yet. So,
0: yeah. Uh, I guess you'll just have to listen to the archive version to find out all about it then. <laughs> <laughs> I the tail
2: end of it there. That sounds very oh. interesting. Uh,
0: so there's five games right now that are currently using the uh, refinery or are going to use it. And that's Finji's Overland, uh, William Shear's Manifold Garden, uh, Team LeClew's, uh Jenny LeClew, um Hackmund, and Ditto Matt's uh, Goner. So some pretty awesome games coming out.
1: Yeah, I can't even put into words how excited I am for Manifold Garden, so.
0: Yeah, it's, every time I jump into his, his Twitch stream, it's just magic. The game is crazy.
1: He it's like he's not even using Unity as his own he's like all of his own tools he's using that are built inside of the like Unity editor. He's, it's crazy. Mhm.
0: Yeah, no, it, he he was doing for a while. Um he had his programmer uh come on the stream and they would explain some of the tools that they've built inside Unity uh such as the the window creation one where it's basically just um an image and there's There's uh, black pixels and white pixels. And the white pixels are where the window is, and the black pixels are, you know, um, not transparent, but the the spots where the window isn't, so like holes. And it it basically loops through it um, and then takes it and does this algorithm to figure out how to compact it into the smallest amount of bits. And yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, they have crazy stuff going on there.
0: Yeah, if, if, um, if anybody in the chat uh, wants that, uh, you can find it in the archived Twitch streams of William Shearer. It's probably from last year. But, yeah, you, you can find it. I think the programmer's name is David.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, the next topic is the game jolt marketplace. There's been quite a bit of stuff going on with uh, game portals and it kind of seems like itch and game jolt are going head to head game jolt's been around forever itch has been around for a much shorter period of time but itch has really really gotten the ball rolling <clears throat> and uh they're they're both going in the same direction but just taking slightly different avenues and right now the game jolt marketplace uh, is live it's launched on uh, where was it uh, early May I don't know the exact date but there's over 20 games well I, I think I posted this news article a couple days afterwards because uh, itch was also doing stuff so I thought I put them both on the same day I don't, I don't see the exact date in my article which is just me being dumb <laughs> <laughs> but uh there's over 20 games already in the game jolt marketplace uh, some as low as 99 cents I think the highest that I saw was 15 dollars and right now it is exclusive for a certain uh, group of developers but after game Jolt you know sees how things play out and has this up for a month or two they'll be opening it for everybody so anybody can just throw their game up on game Jolt slap a price tag on it, and sell it to the masses. Which is pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, that's good. Because I'm not that big of a... I, I know most indies aren't that big of a fan of using Steam, so mm-hmm. getting around it is awesome if we can.
3: Yeah,
0: so you'll be able to do Steam, Itch, or Game Jolt. Three options. Because you know, options are always good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's There's more information if you want to check out the... Uh, article which I've linked in the the chat, or otherwise, if you're listening to this in the archive, there is a click to show show topics button, or click for show topics button. I don't remember the wor- wording, um, but you can you can check out all of the show topics there and read more about the Game Jolt Marketplace. So the next exciting announcement is about Indiecade. IndieCade just announced that they are doing a global expansion, Whew. so there's going to be more IndieCades. This year they're doing IndieCade Europe in Paris on November 18th and the 19th, which is super cool. So the event is in association with Capital Games, and it's going to be structured similar to IndieCade East, which happens in New York.
1: Yeah, uh, is it New York City that it happens in? It's close to New York City.
0: Okay, yeah, because it happens at the Museum of the Moving Image. I know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so IndieCade, this is the tenth year that they've been doing it, and I'm guessing that's why they decided to do it this year. Um, but they're finally making their way overseas, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what more to say. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's pretty much <laughs> so, it. <laughs> So I go, hey, IndieCade's going to be in Europe. Uh, IndieCade is definitely my favorite uh, event in the game scene. Um, although handmade, handmade, con might be taking that spot oh, it, when I go this year.
1: Oh, it definitely is. We're going to have lots of fun at HandmadeCon, Brett. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. Uh, but they're also going to be totally different. But uh, if anybody in Europe is interested in going to uh, IndieCade Europe... I definitely recommend it. Uh, if it's similar to the indicated in the US, uh, basically everybody there will be super friendly. You can approach anybody and just talk about games or talk about whatever. And it's it's like a huge family gathering where you don't really know anybody because they're extended family. <laughs> but it's okay because you can talk to them because you're related through yeah. video games. because. That's the world we live in.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I totally just sold it.
1: but Did if you sold you... it to me.
0: <laughs> if you do want to check out uh, IndieCade, also, if you're in the U.S., the IndieCade 2016 is happening October 14th to the 16th mm-hmm. over in Culver City, California. And then, Ian, I, I guess I'll let you take the last news article if you want. Are you feeling it?
2: Alright, so, Congregate is having a game jam. Uh, and it's running from, well, yesterday. It started at 5pm PST, and it will end this Friday, June 3rd, at 5pm PST. And then there's a five-day judging period, and right after that, you have the winners announced. Uh, it has a theme, and that is attraction. And there's additional modifiers that you can, uh, you can do with your games to uh, just, I mean, extra challenge, why not? Make it more interesting. So, uh, one of them is no text, which means no letters, no numerals, no punctuation, um, because your game transcends letters and numbers, just like love. Uh, the second one is companions. So, I actually did not know this, but uh, so Congregate has uh, companions, which are cute little web based creatures on the website. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, trying to leverage those is actually a modifier in this jam. Um, and then you can just submit your game through their Game Jam Uploader, um, and yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, Companions, I remember when they announced them, and I, I was kind of interested in getting one or two, but, uh, they make it pretty difficult. You have to come to Congregate every day of the week and complete, uh, challenges in certain games, <laughs> or something like that, um, so, you, you have to come on, like, seven days in a row or something like that, complete a challenge each day, and then you get your, uh, uh, companion at the end of the week. And it was, like, randomly selected from a pool, which is, like, a super rare one, and then a media I don't know if it's still that way, but I, re- I remember, like, being kind of interested, and then I was like, oh, this is a lot of
2: work. But I'm Gotta guessing... catch them all, Brett, gotta catch them all. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I'm guessing, uh, the companion, or, yeah, companions thing is that... You use existing ones that you already have in the game, so any that you've caught go into the game. But well, I'm not sure.
2: I, I could. I think you can interpret it as just given how they phrased it, it seems generic enough that like any way that you're using them kind of counts. Plus, these are totally optional anyway, so really, I mean, whatever you want to do. But um, but yeah, so I mean, you you maybe could. Uh, actually, I have no idea if the developers have any control with games of. Uh, Helping people actually get Kong or not, but
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's a few different prizes. Uh, there's um, people who uh, get first place in each category get a Congregate T-shirt and a year of Kong Plus, which is their subscription model for being cool on Congregate. I guess I don't know what to do. <laughs> actually actually earns you other than a little plus next to your profile. I'm sure it's got some nice things like ad-free games and all that. Um, and then
2: the second it actually was... lets you integrate with Google Plus, so it's it's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> there we Google go.
1: Google Plus. <laughs> Everyone's using it
2: nowadays. All oh,
1: Mm cool know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, everybody's using Hangouts. I mean, we want to switch over to that from Skype. So. It's not and then fun. Slack came around, but yeah, man, why not?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Slack doesn't have voice calling though. Ugh. If it did, then definitely.
2: I think he added it recently, but oh, that's they? off topic. Go yeah.
0: on. <laughs> totally off topic. So, the second and third place of each category will also get honorable mention with a special game jam bling on their profiles, because everybody's trying to get that bling on their Congregate profile. So, there's the the categories are best graphics, best audio, best interactivity, and feel most in, uh, in, in, innovative. I was trying to say innovative. I was like, no, tongue, stop, don't, don't do that. Uh, Best theme integration, audience awards, uh, judge awards, and best of jam. So there's a lot of different things that you can win. Uh, A lot of the themes overlap with Ludum Dare, Ludum Dare's judging. So yeah, tons, tons of stuff. So if you want to check that out, I definitely recommend uh, doing so. And here is the link. All right. Oh yeah, Cuber Caleb's saying that we could try uh, Discord. Oh, Discord's
1: there. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that. It's lately. really difficult to set up, but once you get it set up, it works really well. <laughs>
3: hmm.
0: So, is it difficult to set up just initially, and then? It's you... difficult to set up because it's a web app.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do they have like at least a desktop version? Using yeah, but oh yeah, but.
1: Okay, you you would think that's easy to get. So you have to you the register and then you can download it. But I tried to register 3 times and every email link I got to like confirm my email was expired.
2: So uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well on Discord. Well, it's in beta. Let's give them It some. is. It's in beta. <laughs> but yeah, that's That's, geez, that's a pretty that's
1: easy bad. thing to get done right though. I yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I wonder if it has to do with time zones or something. Cuz you're oh, in wow, Arizona.
2: Still shouldn't they must have really programmed that weirdly then, so, because, yeah. I mean, it should all be based off of, like, GMT or something. You don't go, oh, yeah, it'll expire at this time, and then check the client or something. That's yeah, just... Yeah, you
1: don't, you don't check the PC's time. You check the server. You get the server's that's, time. Yeah,
2: that's... jeez. Uh, yeah. I don't even you know, know how know. they managed. Uh. Do
1: that. I don't know. I saw people doing benchmarking, like, actual, like, you know how you benchmark your PC and see what you get, like, a score? People are doing benchmarking in browser now. And that just blew my mind yesterday. Wait, wait,
2: wait. Isn't, isn't <laughs> what that, like, like benchmarking your graphics card and CPU in browser? Oh well, actually, I guess with like WebGL and stuff, you could sort of do that. But yeah, you're you know, not you're it's... not gonna get good even close to what you do No, with, of course not. But... No.
0: but I guess it's the benchmark First, I so in, in browser, browser,
2: because... But like, there's some merit at least. Yeah, it's <laughs> still not. Yeah, but.
0: Yeah, so you can check your normal be- benchmark and then see what your benchmark is going to be with the future of, you know, WebGL and, you know, the future of games. I wonder what they're doing with WebGL, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. It was I a mean, cool thing for a little
2: bit, but
0: yeah, yeah, a lot of people are using it and I think Unity and GameMaker and all the big game engines export to HTML5/WebGL slash now, so Well, if, if you stuff. if you
1: keep GL if you keep like the GLAS3 like compatible, it's pretty easy to go over to WebGL, I've heard I don't know, though.
2: I haven't checked the support for it recently, because I know earlier on when they were really pushing for that and everything, a lot of people were starting to use it. There were still a lot of uh, a lot of like devices and browsers and things that were having trouble with it. I would expect that's gotten much better, but I don't know what the actual uh, usage is there as far as the statistics.
1: I have no idea. I know just a lot of things convert down to WebGL now in Chrome. And...
2: There's only 50... Well, wait. Hold on. Um, there's 57% with complete support and 26% with partial, but that still only leaves you with 83% that actually uh, support it at all. So, yeah, that's my major issue with it. But, I mean, it could become very cool, I think, and, and more people will probably start using it when it's uh, more common technology. It's more openly supported and everything across all the browsers. But...
1: Yeah, I know Chrome's trying to push it hard because basically what they're doing is they're uh, they're taking your web code and they're converting it down and throwing it at your graphics card and then sending mm-hmm. it
2: back to Chrome. Yeah. It's like so. the most low level stuff you can do in the browser, so
1: but, I I don't trust Chrome sending my stuff to the graphics card. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> so,
0: I think this is a pretty good pretty good transition. So we we've got OpenGL we're talking about and I know that there are, there's quite a bit of OpenGL code in Ludus Engine that I was taking a look at. So there's a lot. Let's transition <laughs> into the <laughs> end. <ending. laughs> nice and smooth. I I didn't make it obvious at all.
1: Yeah, I know, not at all.
0: No transition, transition time. So let's talk about Ludus Engine. Okay. Uh, so Ludus Engine, from from what I can say, is a game engine written in C slash C plus plus that allows you to make games without having the overhead of a bulky game engine, uh, doing stuff, you know, that you don't want it to do, and slowing things down, and it is based around the handmade philosophy, uh, you know, over with the handmade network, and...
1: I would I, say that's that's a pretty good summary I would say. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's it's, the, all I got. it's definitely missing a few more things to get like super handmade, but you know, it's 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 pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. I I'd like to get rid of uh OpenGL on Windows, just kind of a thing I want to do because you just get way better performance at a DirectX on Windows. And then on Mac, I'd like to get rid of OpenGL also so we can do Metal and then get as close to the Metal as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. But graphics APIs are everywhere so you kind of got to Oh, You gotta, you just gotta use whatever one is best for whatever platform you're on. So, I didn't know it,
0: that Direct DirectX uh, runs better on OpenGL, Although, I mean, it technically does on
1: Windows, things. it runs way better. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that is that true through all the different Windows operating systems?
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: It, the only reason people write uh, OpenGL is just so it works on everything, and that's pretty much why we did it. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, when you switch to uh, also trying to make you do DirectX on uh, Windows, are you going for 11 only or are you going to try to go for 11 or 12 where it supports it or what? We're probably going to stay 10 compatible. Oh, okay. we'll, you, we'll
1: use the 11 SDK but we'll stay 10 compatible mm-hmm. and then eventually in the future once we want to go towards the new fun graphics APIs like Vulkan, Metal, and DX12, We'll hit all those and we'll check your graphics card and we'll see what, what if it supports Vulcan or DX12 or Metal or whatever. And then awesome. we'll use one of those new ones.
2: Okay,
1: cool. DX12 is its own beast, though. I was trying to touch it last night and I yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was 400 lines of code to get a Hello World triangle thing. Oh, jeez. And this is with what? Uh, DX12. DX12. Oh, my goodness. Or D3, D12. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're considering it. The, the, <laughs> it's probably D3, D12, but yeah. It's, it's, it's a mess. It, it's definitely low level, though. P- you, people cannot complain about it not being low level. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's not, it's not fun, but it, 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 the, the performance isn't there yet for Vulcan. but I think the performance is there for DX12 to convert over it now. I don't know. I haven't done any extreme testing on it. So w-
0: would you say it's uh, less uh awful uh working, oh, no, it's working way on worse. than vulcan it's way worse which which is worse it's, to work on
1: vulcan it's or? worse to it's worse to write for okay. like vulcan so vulcan just requires a lot of code but vulcan's driver support is garbage so you don't get any performance out of it so but uh dx12 i, I i've always preferred writing direct di- directory or, or DirectX, just because it's easier, it's more of like, fill out a struct that describes your buffer, and send it to the graphics card, mm-hmm. And then it is like with OpenGL you have GL gen buffers, GL bind and you have all these functions that you do that basically just describe the buffer, instead of just filling out a struct but um, I definitely think D3D, if you're going for to those new fun graphics APIs, D3D is the way to go right now, or D3D12 mm-hmm. just because of the fact it has it, it just has better driver support and it's older so And also, right, the driver support for DirectX on Windows is just generally better than OpenGL or Vulkan driver support.
0: Well, yeah, uh, that would make sense. (laughs) The the OpenGL was surprising, but Vulkan not so much.
1: I don't know. Windows, they they don't care about OpenGL even a little bit, so it doesn't surprise me that like, like you, if you go from writing open code to direct directx code you feel you feel a little bit like you're spoiled a little bit because you don't have to deal with your extensions anymore or any of that bullshit that you have to deal with in a million function calls to do anything on OpenGL just it's 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 you're kind of spoiled a little bit and it also has like it's really well documented unlike OpenGL because if you if you Google just generically open GL tutorial and see what comes up, <laughs> it's probably something like an OpenGL two point tutorial or something like that. It's really hard to get into OpenGL.
0: Yeah, there's so many different versions and the tutorials just all the old tutorials still exist, like Nihis, you know, OpenGL tutorials from who knows, two thousand one. Yeah, dude? they're
1: really old. I think they're they're like OpenGL two one, so probably two two thousand eight or something. Yeah. And none of them show how to, like, actually do it from scratch or, like, how to, like, create your window. They just say use SFML glue or SDL or... And then use, like, GLM for your uh, math and then use, like, soil or... Yep. whatever Whenever the one that starts with an A for textures. So you don't really know how to do it in the long run.
0: Yeah. I think that that was one of the things that always confused me because there there's so many different ways to start it out. And it's, like, which way is, like, actually correct? Which Which way is going to be the best? And until recently i never knew that everything that i was looking at was just a wrapper there was yeah. there was like an actual way to just do it through OpenGL without using like um glue or
1: any of that stuff i i hate OpenGL just because of the fact of the extensions the extensions are so annoying to deal with and you can ask anyone who does open and, and when you're learning OpenGL, it's just the most annoying thing in the world because extensions are just awful you have to load them all and then if you're doing something like uh on an, NVIDIA's, they have like i forget what it's called it's like NV c- command list or something you can just send commands to the nvidia card and it's like super like lower level OpenGL. but it that doesn't work on amd so you really shouldn't be using it in the long run it's just like it's just annoying stuff to deal with uh, open is not fun to deal with it, it, uh, under rectx they kind of got rid of all that besides the fact that you kind of need to do like your context creation and a few other weird things of about drawing to your screen. Yeah, uh, you have to do that differently on Windows Seven because they changed a lot from Windows Eight to uh, Windows Seven to Eight, so something like that.
3: Hmm.
0: So, what's next in line for Ludus Engine other than DirectX
3: support?
1: <sighs> um. DirectX support is actually a little bit farther down the line. Um, uh, The the main things we're trying to do now is we're trying to do uh, mult. It's it's like rendering and multi-texturing. Those are our two big things we're going to tackle next. But besides that, I think that's pretty much it. But we're just trying to make we're trying to make it the engine pretty right now. The engine performs 100% fine, but we just we want to make it pretty. So we want to add lights and. Uh, normal maps and specular maps and all that stuff to 2D, and then we'll then we'll tackle that all in DirectX, port it all over to DirectX, then we'll start our quests into 3D land. Hoo hoo hoo! Oh, and networking, networking's coming soon too. The what? guy who uh, worked on World of Warcraft in Battle.net, he's doing all of our networking. So,
0: well, then you pretty much got it all all down. Oh, hey, yeah. uh, Mr. Fourth Dimension, Alan Webster is asking uh to you zach what's the downside to using a pre-made extension loader
1: i mean there really isn't one I, that i can't think of off the top of my head i just usually do it myself but besides the fact that when you uh use glue or something like that it just you just have function pointers and everything on the face on the face of the opengl library and you're not sure if it loads completely because glue glue init all it does is it just tries to initialize them all. And it as long as it initializes most of them, it just returns glue. Okay, so you don't know if, like if you're just gonna try to use something weird like one of the NVIDIA command list things. Um, you don't know if it's actually gonna work, but I don't know how well they support like specific like, graphics cards and stuff like that. And if they do, like on Windows, if you wanted to, like oh, I forget what it is off the top of my head. If I was to jump into Ludus real quick, it's when you want to create a modern context with. Um, With uh, like it's like wiggle s- create attributes or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, let's see. Oh yeah, wiggle choose pixel format arb. I don't know if they're handling Windows extensions because I think if they handle Windows extensions, it might be worth my time to use it because it's just really annoying to deal with. Because some because the fact of it, I don't I don't know I don't know I've never I haven't used glue but with uh any of the wiggle extensions you need to create like a test window before so you can get all the new stuff Then you need to destroy that test window and create something new so you can use all your new fu- functions to make sure your window's in line with the new version of OpenGL and stuff like that but I, th- I, I don't know I've never used Glue but besides the fact that I can think of just having function pointers everywhere there's probably no downside to using Glue in the long run Bes- besides the fact it's a kind of big library but that's it hmm
0: yeah, that's that's never fun when you're not sure because that, that's that's kind of the thing about low level programming is that you know everything, and if you're using glue and it decides to just not get one of your function pointers, that's terrifying.
1: Well, <laughs> well, you're you're gonna be able to tell because it's gonna be like, oh, memory locate. You're you're trying to use memory location zero zero zero, and then you could just tell you didn't get. The, the function pointer are just annoying though.
3: Oh
0: yeah, you,
1: you can find out eventually but like it's not initially going to be like super obvious until it yeah. fucks up. It doesn't help though because it's also really annoying just writing it your own. Like I don't know how many lines there is of just getting extensions and lutus, but there's a lot, I can guarantee it. Because it just it's annoying to deal with it. Nobody wants to deal with it so I don't and if, if Windows was just to support OpenGL better we wouldn't have to deal with this but yeah, there's um, about fifty lines of just getting extensions and checking them. So
0: maybe maybe that'll be one of the next handmade projects—a proper OpenGL documentation tutorial. Well,
1: the, the, there's pro- there's proper documentation now. So I forget what it is. It was, somebody was talking about it yesterday, but there's proper documentation now. That's not the issue. It's just. I'd like to create a preprocessor that goes through and scans all your codes, sees what extensions you're using, writes them out. You just have to call a function, and then it does it all for you. That'd be really nice. But I'm just not a fan of that whole metaprogramming stuff, and I don't like doing all that. But it might be worth it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. Not... Oh, yeah. See, Cooper, Caleb. I wrote something like that. Yeah, it's kind of what you just end up doing eventually. I know a lot of. I know a lot of the. The, tri- the few AAA people that use OpenGL, they'll have a tool that will scan their whole project and uh, see what extension they're using, and then get it in there and th- uh, get it and throw it in there. Uh, get extensions or OpenGL initialization function. Yeah,
0: yeah. He said uh, he did a basic job, uh, but he can go back to it to do something even better in the long run.
1: And I think if I think if we want an open GL extension tool, the person to ask is Mr. Fourth Dimension. He loves that metaprogramming stuff. <laughs> Mr. Fourth Dimension or uh Ginger Bill. They both really love metaprogramming. It's their favorite thing on the face of the planet. Uh, Ginger Bill, he actually wrote his own metaprogramming tool to patch out to like create all of these uh C plus plus features. To uh,
2: create new he, features. He, so he well he
1: he doesn't want to use C plus plus because C plus plus is a pile of garbage. Uh-huh. So he he uses C, but he has all these uh, fun metaprogramming tools that do the things that C++ do, but in C. Whoa. And it's really cool. That's
0: really cool. I I want to check that out. Do you, is it available online, or is it just something that he uses? I think it's just something he uses, but he'll probably give it to you if you ask
1: him for it. Hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I remember him showing it off one day. There's a YouTube video on it or something. I don't know. It, it, was, it was really cool. I was like, holy crap.
0: Sweet. Yeah, if anybody in the chat uh, knows where that video is, uh, post it in the chat. We can can put it up in the show topics.
3: Hmm.
0: So how did you get into the whole Handmade community? Where, Where did you first... I'm sure it's through Handmade Hero, but how did you stumble upon all of this?
1: I was like... Just one night I was on my computer Googling OpenGL game tutorial series or something like that and um i remember i crow or it was like c++ game tutorial series mm-hmm. and it was and i just i hit something oh i hit something along the lines of handmade hero and it was when it was still in the pre show or something like that it was, it was when he was t- teaching the c series so i skipped all that and then i came back like a few days later and he was on like episode 2 or 3 of like actual handmade hero so then i started on that and I kind of like ignore like when I like I did the first few episodes. Then I'm like, wow, this is annoying. So I left it for <laughs> I don't know. It's probably like three or four months. I came back. I pumped through like the first fifty episodes in like a few and like in like a week or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just kept staying a part of that community and watching at night. And I don't know. One night I stumbled upon. Um, a thread on the handmade hero forms and that's not a place i regularly go it still isn't but i remember they were posting like cool projects there so i posted one of the projects i was working on and abner got in touch with me and all that other all that stuff from there mm-hmm.
0: that's how it all started
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i i it's it's very cloudy because i don't remember like the specific time frame mm-hmm. but wow
0: so you were you had found a handmade hero from the get-go
1: yeah, I did. It was it was completely like just out of the blue. I had no idea who Casey was or any of that. Mm-hmm. I was just googling C++ game tutorial or something because at that point I was... I've I created a few things in C++, but I wasn't like confident in C++. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get better. And then I found Handmade Hero, which kind of gave me everything I needed, so that was yeah, good. Yeah,
0: that's definitely one of the things that Handmade Hero has helped me with, is just feeling confident about writing code. Especially I used like, to, get,
1: yeah. One of the things that Hamid Hero I think really helped me with, beside uh, like that, was the biggest thing for me is that uh, like when you get like a like, three pages of errors, it's not a big deal. Because I, when I used to get like three pages of errors when I used to compile, I used to get like scared and just close off Visual Studio and deal with it later. Now I, now it doesn't even bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I There's, think that's how I got started in the whole Handmade Hero community.
0: Nice. And now you're this hotshot this streaming hot. on Twitch all the time. Like, I yo, could've... what's up? Working on Handmade Math and Ludus Engine and Proportion and just swearing yeah. my head off at Vulcan because it's I... a pain. <laughs>
1: oh, Vulcan. I need to do another Vulcan stream. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Vul... <laughs> I think the Vulcan streams are really fun. I never got anything done but I definitely got angry <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking about doing the the DirectX12 stream last night but that I wasn't in the mood because it took me like I think it was six hours to get the triangle up uh... it was painful it really was it was extremely painful I would never recommend anyone do it but it, it's I, it's still farther than I got with uh, Vulcan Vulcan I still I, I still don't have anything drawn on the screen you still don't have anything drawn I don't have it clearing the screen isn't clearing
0: Oh my goodness!
1: It's so annoying, and there's no like. And if I remember, there's still no good docs docs for Vulcan anywhere. Mm, what a pain! Yeah. Has anybody even created anything in it? Um, there was one game. It was it was that puzzle game that looked really good. I forget what it was called. Oh my god, not the Witness. <laughs> um,
0: Witness came out a little bit before Vulcan.
1: No, this game came out before Vulcan 2, but they got like early access to the API or something.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, I don't remember what it was called. Uh Talos Principle is that a game? Oh, yep.
2: Yeah, oh, that used it. Oh, and they okay. didn't get
1: much. They didn't get much performance out of it. <laughs> but once again, the driver support is very bad right now. So. Mhm. So chances are, yeah, it'll it'll amp up over time. Hopefully, you I mean, like when it comes down to it, in the grand scheme of th- things, in four years we're all going to be on Vul- uh, Vulcan or DX12, and that is really scary because they're both bad. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's nothing I can really, there's nothing we can really do about it. We just have to use whatever thing, piece of crap they give us to interface with the graphics card. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah. I guess there might be a little bit of documentation for Vulcan now. I saw, I just saw like a tutorial series online, but it doesn't look very, any good. So they're still they're on they on tutorial eight, and they're just doing swap chain things. Mm-hmm. So that means they don't have anything drawing yet.
0: Yeah, uh, Canukles, uh is saying Vulcan.
1: Wait, weren't you fiddling with uh, DX yesterday on stream? Yeah, I was fiddling with DX on the stream on the stream yesterday. I mean, it was DX eleven though, easy DX, but mm. uh. Vulkan, I, I, it was, it was a while. My Vulcan streams were like two days after Vulcan came out. <laughs> I, I, it was when Vulcan was still like buggy too. I mean, it still is buggy, but it's just, yeah. it's not much better. I don't know. I just, I want, I want to be able to use Vulcan. I want, I want to be able to say I know Vulcan and DX12, but they're, they really, they're really pushing me away from it. But we're eventually all gonna have to adapt to it. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I remember right when it came out.
1: Yeah, I got an email.
0: And I was like, oh sweet, we're finally going to see some Vulcan
1: stuff. Ah! Yeah, I was really pumped. And I was like, wow, this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> what It's like they, they, they took a lot of stuff from DirectX. It's a lot more like DirectX than it is like OpenGL in my mind. When I was programming, I'm like, wow, this is a lot like DirectX. But it's... It's nothing special. Like at the end of the day it's just another graphics API that we have to deal with. And Vulkan's by the Kronos group, right? The same guys that do open. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's by Kronos. Huh. I mean kinda should show something that we shouldn't have Kronos designing any APIs if you looked at any APIs I made in the last <laughs> uh four, four or five years. Yep. Yeah. Oh Martin Cohen, we can we can read your messages. It's all
0: good. Uh, yeah, you know, you your GPU
1: that. now supports Vulcan, should you try it? I mean it's good to put on your resume to say you know Vulkan, but I there, for for indie and using it actually, I would not. I, I, I there's no reason to use it. It's just a waste of your time. It's so much more programming to get anything done at the, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean maybe in the future that'll change, but just right now, Ooh. I hope so. It's just. It, so much work to get anything done in Vulkan. I, I, I doubt we're going to change the API. Just going to eventually get to the point where they're going to make OpenGL and normal DirectX so bad on the new graphics cards, or we're going to have to just start interfacing with those uh, lower level uh, graphics APIs. So, yeah. or everybody will be forced
0: to use Unity.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Unity doesn't even support DX12 or Vulkan yet. So, uh-uh. I'm sure they're working on it, but oh uh, yeah, they are. But it's just it's once again these are it's not like it's not like a simple like convert like how like how we went from like open gl to open gl3 to open gl4 like dx11 to dx twelve was a big change not as big as it is to uh, vulcan to uh, vulcan to open gl the open is just open OpenGL is its own beast and then Vulkan's just a bigger beast that they made to try to make a better version of OpenGL, but they didn't do very well I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully hopefully somebody comes out with a way that we can interface with the graphics card ideally, but that will never happen in an ideal world because they have to show driver support getting better and if they just give us access to the graphics card, their drivers won't matter anymore.
3: Huh. Yeah.
1: So we don't we'll rant about this on handmade after dark with <laughs> Casey. <AC. laughs>
0: For sure. So you should you should said handmade and I was thinking we transition to handmade.math, so
1: Oh handmade math yeah that's uh I was tired of writing my own math code every single time I created a new project, which is pretty often at the end of the day, so um I just wrote my own little handmade math library and it just does basic game math at the moment. We're trying to add uh s s c support because we need some s s c in there and then um I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to add quaternion support and a few other things. I don't remember what they were off the top of my head. But overall, the library is pretty solid in the grand scheme of things. But we have a new contributor on there, and he's been already working on it, on it today. Yeah, so he you thinks- have
0: vectors, matrices, of course, all the you know equations and formulas that you mm-hmm. can do with
2: those. I think I saw that you added operator overloading, too, with those so that you can... Very easily make use of them, or is that just a plan? Okay.
1: Oh no, it's there. It's there. Cool. I'll I'll link. I'll link the library in the chat. But we just we we fixed today. We fixed the perspective. Uh, we yeah we fixed the perspective matrix. Um, and then right now I just got a pull request actually, so we can multiply vectors by matrix. Vector fours by matrices. So I'm gonna pull that in. But yeah, but the the new contributor is already getting a lot of stuff done. So that's cool. Yeah, the is mm-hmm. actually being used. When I got an email earlier, email earlier about somebody actually using it, I was surprised. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always fun when people like tell you that you're using your stuff, whether it's a game or something you made. So,
1: yeah, it's, it's hard- and, and it's it's pretty decent at the end of the day. It's like it's structured just like a normal STB library, and you just include you include it. You put the pound define in there, and it's
0: yeah. You don't have to like go through the whole like. Includes and attach lib files or any of that BS that comes with most libraries leaking in.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. None of the normal include include like the statically linked library or the DLL or any of that bullshit. Just drop the new. Uh, yeah, it's just like adding a
0: normal new file to your <laughs> library or to yeah. your uh, project. It's really, it's really nice. I, I, I'm a fan of it. Mm-hmm. So Kanukal's asking,
1: uh, "Who's the new contributor?" Are you? I don't know. If, I don't know if any of you guys know his name. I've never recognized him before, but here I'll just let me jump on my email and I'll grab it. Valmar thirty three, V A L M A R thirty three. I don't know if any of you guys know him, but that's who he is. If you jump onto the GitHub page, you can see him. So it's, if you go onto if you click commits, you can see his commits there.
3: Hmm.
0: <sighs> yeah, maybe maybe if we look through here, he'll maybe he contributed something
1: else that we'd we'd know yeah no, I know I would jump on his account and he's never contributed to anything else. oh well, yeah, I had no idea <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. I was like, okay, that's cool i'm like I'm happier using my uh little math library I made just because I had nothing else to do so but yeah I think I think it came out pretty well so and i I'm using it on a few little things I'm working on right now, so just because i I needed a math library to you need a math library for pretty much anything unless you want to use like direct is garbage or
0: yeah. I remember yeah. using those in school. It was such a nightmare.
1: What is it what is it? DX9 math or what do they call it? I don't remember because yeah, I, just, was, I remember the...
0: was, yeah, dx nine math.h or something, and then you prefix everything with like D three D underscore
1: Yeah, float three. four. And that's basically just a vector four. It's really it's really awful at it. Yeah. And then and then their
0: their function names are just enormous, and you gotta send <laughs> references. Oh my god! Yeah, their like... function
1: names are bad. I can't even I can't even shortcut that. Their function names are really bad. Yeah, I'm I'm having like
0: PTSD or PTSD <laughs> right now from remembering all this.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I think I like OpenGL more at the end, the, or not OpenGL, DirectX more at the end of the day. But DirectX has a lot of weird bugs, and they're really awful to debug. So. I guess we'll see. Well, Once I'm done with my, like, DirectX or D3D dive, we'll see which one I like more. But right now it's rolling towards D3D because I just prefer it a lot more. It's just a lot nicer than OpenGL. But we'll see, I guess. Yep.
3: Yeah. So, hmm.
0: Where, where was... Oops. I, I think I just closed it. Okay, <laughs> nice. I closed your math library. Oops.
3: Oh, I still had it open. Okay. I was
0: like going through my. I got three windows open right now of Chrome. Ian, don't judge me. Um. He's he silently judging me over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he. Yeah, but then I realized I have two open, so I'm kind of Ooh. like partly there. Yeah. I have I have
1: five open, but I also have four monitors. So. uh yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I I have two monitors. I don't know about Brett right now. Just the one. I'm on my laptop. Pathetic. Three <laughs> windows, one screen. That's just yeah. Well, there, there's one for
0: my personal Chrome, and then or there's two for my personal Chrome, and then one for the Indie Function Chrome, which is you know
2: all the Indie Function accounts. You have your own. I computer. forgot to open it. <laughs> the Indie fun- I forgot I had that honestly, but <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: yeah Zach, you can create like user accounts on Chrome and you can switch between them and they have their own cookies, so if you have multiple like Twitters or whatever, you can switch between them and then they each save their own settings and
2: history yeah and so, and, yeah, yeah, and all the synced stuff in Chrome is completely separate if you even sign in and sync it mm-hmm. but uh but yeah so that's it's very convenient yeah
0: <laughs> I think I have five I'm... user accounts right now oh my gosh uh no four or yeah five because it it doesn't show the one, so I've got my personal. Indie function, a third one for miscellaneous accounts, uh, a work account for um, you know doing client work, and then I don't know what this other one is actually. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're definitely really useful um, if if you've got a lot of stuff to manage, but otherwise you don't ever really need to use them.
1: You know, uh, Brett, you missed an important piece of news th- this week. Oh, that you didn't that? read an article on. I mean, it's not really indie news, but, you know, Overwatch came out, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not indie news at all. Other, the, only, the only newsworthy thing of that uh, in the indie space is that all the indie developers
1: aren't I've working on their games done, right now. I've got nothing done this week because of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I just know everyone, everyone in the handmade uh, dev IRC has just been constantly talking about it. I'm just like, guys, we're going to get nothing done. there's canookles overwatch is fucking sick (laughs) oh gosh it's hilarious nice i just love how much it's taken over but yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah the news hasn't been too too busy the last two weeks i mean e3 is coming up so that's probably why is that they're not oh yeah I didn't even realize it was E3 time. Isn't E3 in the beginning of June? Um, Yeah, I think this year it's middle of June. Let me check. E3 2016. I don't remember. Because it is... Ooh, the Microsoft E3 2016 conference to last 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's June 14th, the 16th. I went to E3 the year they announced uh, the Xbox One.
0: Mm, Okay, yeah, that was was, uh, 2013.
1: Yeah, I have. If I I was to look around through my room, which I probably it's somewhere, I have um, I have like a lanyard that says like idea Xbox twenty thirteen, and then I have a bunch of these pins they gave out to everyone. Uh, Oh yeah, here's the. I found the pins. Yeah, it says yeah Microsoft. uh, Yeah eleven twenty. Then it has the date on it when the Xbox was supposed to be released, and like I have a Forza thing. I I don't know. So that was the E three when you could. That was the E3 when you could just show up because like to the Xbox convention if you were one of the first like 300 people they would give you a pass and you could go into oh, the nice. Xbox one. So I just took a drive up to, I think it was in Vegas that year or something like that. I don't even remember where it was.
0: Uh, I think GDC is usually in San Francisco.
1: Unless unless it was no, a different E3. event
0: that they announced that.
1: I don't know, but I, just, I and I, I just uh, and I went and I went in. It was really cool. Yeah,
0: because I know PlayStation Experience always happens in Vegas.
1: Oh yeah, PlayStation Experience. Yeah, because I remember when they announced. Uh, I think it was Battlefield or something. There, mm-hmm. they they actually had like all these helicopters like swarm in or like, around the building. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, is uh, asking. Um, well, first he says, "E three, who cares? Overwatch already uh, released uh, <laughs> sunglasses, you know." Uh, and then he says, "Although, are we expecting anything interesting to see there?" Uh,
1: uh Final Fantasy fifteen, Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah,
0: um, the, Nintendo, there's going to be the new Zelda, of course, coming out. and then Are also... we going to hear
1: about the new console, or is, or is that in March, they said? I don't know. They delayed it, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So we might hear something about the NX. But yeah, no, I can only really think of Nintendo stuff. Otherwise, with Sony and Microsoft, they're just going to be announcing their upgraded models of the current-gen consoles. Do
1: you think they're actually going to announce that this year, though?
0: I think so. Because, I mean, it's it's already, like, pretty much public that Sony's working on it, and then it's just recently became uh, announced, I don't know, officially or not, that Microsoft is also doing the same thing with Xbox One. Well, did you did you hear about, like, devs are pissed off about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because now it's it's like working on a PC again. Because it that, is. It's, that was, like, it's exactly like working that, on a PC. That was the whole thing about consoles, is that you, you write it, and it works on the console, and if it works... It works. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Now there's multiple tiers, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of having a console because it's supposed to be like this box where things just work outside the box. There's no variables, you know, no settings. It's just...
1: Yeah, it PlayStation happens. and Microsoft have said they don't want... they want Everything that runs, like, on the new PlayStation and the new Xbox, they want them to run. They have to run on the old ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we're supposed to do that. I don't know how you're supposed to create better-looking games.
0: Well, I'm guessing there's there's gonna be some sort of preprocessor switch well, yeah. that says
1: PS4.1 or whatever. Still, you don't want to you don't want to write a whole new fucking render for. Yeah, to, just to optimize to the new console or the old console, it's, just, it's not ideal. Yeah, I
0: I have no idea, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will just be like, eh, let's just make it the same on both. Or yeah. Like do we'll or see the things. whole
1: but I mean, you really can't cuz the, the whole reason of these new ones are for 4K. All oh, right. Yeah, and a 4K is not a it's not even it's not a simple task on PC even. Yeah.
0: I don't see whether they're not just waiting for a PS5 like the like I think their ide- ideology is like they don't want a new console that, you know, games aren't going to be supported on, but as long as they put backwards compatibility into it, then you not having any issues there. I mean, the consoles aren't even old though. It's not time to replace them. Yeah, I. That's that's why they're doing this upgrade like mid, mid, uh, mid cycle. But yeah, dumb. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're pissing off a lot of devs though. But like overall, I think the console space is slowly. I could be wrong. Uh, like degrading itself.
0: I I would laugh if that was like Nintendo's big thing with the NX cuz it's supposed to spell out next kind of, I think. So like,
1: well, did you hear about uh, did you hear like the NX is supposed to be like the power of like 10 Xbox ones or something like that?
0: Um, I think I heard something about it being super powerful.
1: Yeah, and if it actually is, that'd be really cool, but mm-hmm.
0: cuz maybe maybe they're doing some uh things similar to uh Ian, what's what's Google's new phone thing, the the modular phone? Uh,
1: Project Ara. That will oh. never be released. They keep saying it will be actually. Kind of... They
2: just uh, Google I/O were uh, updating a lot, and I'm pretty sure they're ending, uh, aiming for Q3 or Q4 of 2016 as release or something like that. I,
1: I wanted to. I just I doubt it. Will I think? I think it's going to have a million problems. Maybe because I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's actually it's, a really, really, really good It's been,
0: really been done quality. by, or, well, it hasn't been done, but it's like... It's been prototyped by a lot of people. Yeah.
2: Well, like, LG was starting to try to go towards that thing, even though theirs was, like, not even close to how good R is supposed to be. But R is aiming for least in 2016, it looks like. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Looking at how it works out, though, it looks like they have most of the core stuff there now. That's not to say the first versions will actually be as good as everyone hopes. But just having those out there should hopefully start to lead us into, oh, you have your own computer in your pocket that's truly yours, not... I don't know, I I definitely am looking forward to it. I I am
1: too.
2: I'm not going to embrace it very early on, but...
0: Like, you know, there's... People are talking about, like, oh, you know, if you get to customize your phone, you might have to sacrifice some things because you're not going to have enough slots for everything. But I I was thinking, like, you can put as much stuff on there as you want, really. Like, or you can carry as much stuff as you want with you, and then just take parts out on the go. So and that's not could, ideal.
2: You could—it's not, but it is better than with uh, with the LG modular thing they tried to do. You have to restart the phone with Project R, at least. Like, it keeps running, as far mm-hmm. as I saw. Yeah. So, so you, you should... should be able to just quickly swap them out as soon as you need something, because you probably don't need all the components all the time. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's not ideal, but as a start, it does kind of show part of where the modularity is cool because you can still have a slim phone with you know all the things you need every day, and then oh, suddenly I really need to play music like a lot louder or better or something. You just swap in the speaker for something else. Like you don't need a camera while you See, do that or something.
1: I think I think what's going to come out of the whole thing is um, I think it's going to be released. It's not going to be for the consumer, and then it's going to die. I think that's what the whole – the life cycle of these things are. I think they're not going to be – they're not going to be big or have a a big impact on the industry. As much as we want them to, I don't think they will just because they're not for consumers. And even if every dev bought one of those phones, it's not going to be equivalent to even 2% of consumers buying the
2: phone. Uh, No. It probably won't, but if, if they were to have... At the an- same time, they don't have to keep manufacturing the phones. They could just manufacture a few batches wherever the people who want them get them. And unlike other phones where, oh, they're going to die after a couple of years, with these it seems a lot more likely that you have the parts and everything. Yeah. All you have to do is buy new parts. You don't have to buy an entire new phone. So I, I feel like even though in some senses, yeah, it's not as um, it's not as likely to appeal to as many people... They also did make it very easy, so it probably will appeal to more than just developers, I would think. Um I but I, I I'm not gonna say with certainty, but I mean obviously yeah. there's uh there's some potential there. So
1: people the get whole... scared when they open up their computer case or touch any parts, so I, I wouldn't I don't Well, don't it's
2: more like a plug and play thing, the way that looks. Yeah, it's like it. plugging because uh, you literally just like it. pop off a thing and put on another one. It's not like circuitry or stuff that you're really looking at. No, so I know. it's not like terrifying to people. Well, not as, terribly I guess I guess we'll, I guess so we'll, we'll just
1: wait and see, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if these didn't do very well, as much as I want them to. Uh, yeah, Mr. Fourth Dimension is saying, I don't know, consumers are
0: okay with buying extras for their phone already that they don't need. <laughs> if they design <laughs> it to feel like that, I could see it working. Yeah, that that could work. And then, where, what Ian brought up was that, you know, these are supposed to be long-term phones... Because there's going to be those people that initially buy it and they're going to be upgrading, I think that that'll bring in enough money for them to continue it. And then Maybe. through these people having them for you know years at a time and people seeing like, oh my gosh, you don't have to buy a new phone, you know, every year or two. You should just buy a new component whenever you need an upgrade. Like that's really awesome. I'm going to go get one of those phones. So it could well, be, could be a slow Sorry. gathering.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: what did you just say, Ian?
2: Sorry, go on. Um, I, I was. Oh, that was the
0: end of oh. my little
2: thing. Okay. Um. Well, because I was, I was just going to add to that that uh, Android does have globally like a massive share of the market already, and largely because there's a lot of cheap Android phones that are out there. If you're not looking at just like American manufacturers or the ones that we tend to see here, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. And so looking at it that way, I think part of the appeal of Project R is that it's supposed to have. Uh, it's supposed to be able to be a very affordable phone that, like, okay, you buy it once and then you keep it for however long you need. And so, I mean, that's sort of what you were saying, but part of the thing is there's, there's a huge demand for smartphones that are very cheap, and this would be, like, the ideal cheap smartphone because as opposed to buying a cheap smartphone, it lasts you a few years or whatever, but after however many you still have to get a new one, you buy a cheap smartphone, you only get the few parts that you really need so maybe you don't need a camera or something. You just need you know to the basics of having you know, like um, uh, storage and processing power and other stuff like that. And then you're able to just stick with that. So I think there's a lot of potential to sell in the market where there's a lot of people that are going to want smartphones or rather already do. And they don't want to spend a lot and don't want to keep buying new ones. So we're
1: also assuming that these parts are going to be cheap. What if these parts are the price of computer parts? But if it's like, what if like your 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 GPU for your phone is like actually like four hundred dollars, like a nine seventy? Well,
0: eventually then... it will become like computer parts. There will be the seventy dollar, you know, stick around. But there will also There'll be, be the, the five cheap ones. So You off can get an integrated
2: around. graphics card for very very cheap. well because you're gaming with your process whatever, you can do things like that very very cheap nowadays. So I, I don't know. It's I think we're at the point already though with phone hardware, looking at how cheap it is to manufacture a lot of the. Uh, the hardware from that was even like really cutting edge like five or six years ago, it's already infinitely cheaper. So, having that type of thing going on with the phones means that, assuming they target the uh, among other things, they have some parts that target the uh, less wealthy uh, consumers and everything, then they'll be able to push ones out there that don't cost an absurd amount of money.
0: Yeah, because the only people that are going to want to get the top-of-the-line stuff are the people that need the top-of-the-line stuff mm-hmm. that are willing to put out the money. It's just like PCs, you know, people that really want to, like, you know, see their 4K game running at 150 FPS on their, Me. you know, <laughs> 50-inch <laughs> monitor are going to dish out over a grand for a graphics card. Yep. And So, probably the same thing. But, yeah, it might make phone's more expensive, like, if you want top-of-the-line stuff, because right now, like, a top-of-the-line phone is anywhere between 500 and and $1,000. But, you know,
1: with all these modules... I think it's going to be interesting to watch them play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but... long as it doesn't die off, but... If we're going for the transition mark now, uh, next week is a kind of a big week for hardware, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, AMD, they're doing Something at least they're gonna announce something big, so we'll see what big is for AMD (laughs) because AMD's you know they've they've been pretty quiet recently and they're not they're not their stock is not doing very well, but I mean they're 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 like at seven dollars a share which is like nothing for like compared to like Nvidia at forty dollars so that's pretty funny, but AMD they're having a big announcement on June first so we'll see what that is.
0: Uh, Yeah,
1: you say next
0: week, but that's basically just
1: or yeah okay.
0: I was thinking that May had thirty days for a second. Never <laughs> mind. Yeah, on June first. Yeah, so Wednesday. We, in, yeah, in next four week. Four days from now. So yeah,
1: next. And week. then WWDC I think is for Apple's next week also. And then the Apple said they're announcing a MacBook Pro that's not like any other MacBook Pros before. So that'll be interesting because I kind of actually want to go buy one. So it has
0: two apples on it. It's nothing like the other one.
1: <laughs> no, but if it like actually like comes with a decent like graphics card and a backlit like, <laughs> keyboard, you're, I'm sold. I'll go buy one right now. Oh but yeah, like, backlit keyboards are nice. Yeah, they are, especially on uh laptops. But I've been mm-hmm. looking to get a MacBook for a while, and I was waiting for the new MacBook Pro. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I specifically
0: meant but... on laptops because, like, you, you move the laptop around, and then you're like, "Where's where's the key I'm looking for?"
1: Yeah. Do you do you want to buy one because you will be a Mac an, an Apple employee? Well, that's not confirmed yet, but um. No, I, just, I want a Mac because I don't, like, I have a Linux box, I have a Windows box, I just don't have a Mac box, so I need to get a Mac box. Well, I I heard they sell
0: uh, Matchbox pretty cheap, like, Stop. at any store, you can get one for, like, a dollar or two.
1: Stop. I knew you were going to go there. It'll probably run, go it. <laughs> probably run faster, too. It'll probably run faster?
0: Uh yeah. Jared and I are working on a game right now, and we need to. Well, it's a mobile game, and we were looking at the whole Apple process, and we're like, "Oh crap!" Jared Mm -hmm. used to have a uh, a Mac, but he doesn't anymore. He switched over to Windows because he was so sick of using Mac, Um, and now we don't have one anymore uh, because he switched like a year ago before we even started this project. We're like, "Oh, how do we even you know now release it on iOS,
1: the actual market you want to release on too?" Mm -hmm. That's something you make you're gonna make money on if anything, but yeah. And then... go to go, go to an Apple store and. Uh... <laughs> I it's... was talking
0: to someone about that, and he, he's like, "You probably could do it, but there's so many little things." He mm. because this guy that I was talking to has released an iOS app before, and there's just so many hurdles. It. It takes weeks to release something in iOS.
1: Well, yeah, because they have to, they have to they you have to wait for it to be like approved to go up. Mm-hmm. Like you submit it, and then you have to wait for like Apple approval.
0: Yeah, whereas like on Android, uh, like I've submitted two apps on there, and you just put it up, and then it scans it within 24 hours to make sure it's not <laughs> malicious, and then it's just up.
1: Yeah, I I used to have a few things up on the Android store, but I, don't, I probably still have an Android like dev like subscription or something like that, but.
0: Yeah, it's it's $25 flat fee, so you don't pay every year, unlike
1: Apple. Oh, then I definitely still have it. Yeah. But, Yeah I guess... That's the
0: other thing, it's like, ugh, so it, it kind of works out better that we're releasing on Android first, because then as long as we make $100, we can then release it on iOS.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I think you want to release it on iOS, that's like your like primary, mm-hmm. like... Like uh, topic because they, they they like you. It's been proven like significantly that people who release on iOS just make way more money than on Android. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. We're we're using Unity just because it exports easily, uh, which has been a bit of a nightmare to work with. Because oh, when yeah. things just don't work, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> nothing I can do about what it. What caused this to break? Why why are we having a null error here? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Where did I lose a reference? <laughs> yeah. And it's C sharp, so like it doesn't really have good tools to, like watch no. the code and shit like that. And I'm
0: using Visual Studio, not mono develop, because mono develop is
1: wait, wait yeah, then you have to use mono develop really. with uh with uh Unity? Hmm? Then you have to use mono develop with Unity? No, you can
0: there's a setting where you can change what what program and it scans your computer quick and Actually, really quick. I, I think it might do it on boot up or something. Uh, and you can change it from to develop to Visual Studio.
3: But then, oh, you, but then
0: you lose <laughs> the debugger tools. You can't step through your code anymore. Oh, gosh. Which Dude, is that, my problem. That whole
1: environment is just so bad.
0: There there was an extension that I found a while back that just didn't work on my computer um, and that allowed you to debug through Visual Studio and Unity, but i got rid of it because it screwed something up <laughs> but yeah i think it was a faulty install uh the people messaged me on twitter and they're like hey you should try it out again and then i never did because i was busy oops but oh Knuckle says let's get brett to nag zach to tell us about oh and then i'm telling I you about scrolling up by the way this is in all caps by the way zach Lee Apple Story. Lee
1: Apple Story? Apple oh, story. I, they're only talking about it because I, I got contacted by an Apple recruiter yesterday and they want me to <laughs> go and work on Metal and their graphics API. So I'm, in, I'm talking to them right now about possibly getting a job. That's it. Oh, is that the call that you're getting
0: today?
1: Yeah, that's mm. another call. I'm, I've been talking. Well, they're, they're tossing me around to a lot of teams. Like, they sent my resume to like 10 different teams. So it's like, that's how Ooh. it's going right now. So they they reached out to you. That's that's got to Yeah, they right. reached out to
2: me. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do do they do they serve fruit there and do they get to serve anything other than apples? That's <laughs> that's kind of defeating. It's,
2: not even, it's not even funny. Well, <laughs> they have different kinds of apples, like, yeah, come on. Yeah.
0: Cuz I know an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but you still need some potassium in your diet.
1: Oh my gosh, this guy working too on...
2: soon, Brett, too soon. This
1: guy working on the um this the new contributor on him and math he just contributed a fast inverse a fast inverse square root function
0: whoa
1: i don't know what he's doing but it's crazy fast fast inverse square root yeah <laughs> he's he's doing all he's doing like crazy amounts of work i don't i, I don't even is. know
0: how to get started with that <laughs>
1: here here's the here's the pull here's the pull <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I, I need to write a style guide, I guess. Fuck, I hate doing that shit.
0: <laughs> I love this <laughs> comment on line one... Or 356. F- it's just WTF.
1: On line 356? Wait, what's on line 356? I didn't even look. Um, I, just I
0: is equal... It's a hex number, and then it's subtracted... Or you're taking away I uh, right-shifted one. <laughs>
1: What the fuck? Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a gr- that's that's one of my comments. When I had to like I had to like there was a, when I was doing a programming test for some company I was going to work for for a while but decided I w- I didn't want to work for them and they wanted me to count like uh the leftover like the the zero bits at the end of an int so however like many zero bits are at the end so I was just doing like these uh hex comparison parallelism mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like what the fuck is going on here. It was crazy fast, but never ever like it's just like it's not readable at all. Mm-hmm. But if it was, if it does what it's supposed to, is it
0: okay if I link this in the the IRC too? No,
1: I don't care. Yeah, okay. it, it's it's a public. Uh, it's okay, a public, I was just making uh, sure because you put it in the yeah. Skype chat. So oh, yeah, yeah. it's a public repo, It's good okay. to go on there, just so everybody else can see this this beautiful code.
0: Although I'm sure half of them already navigated to it because,
1: yeah github.com slash strange so, oh it's not the, slash zach strange zach, it's slash zach. zach strange my only like handle that hasn't been changed yet I don't even know if I can change it there but
0: oh uh, yeah you can I used to actually I'm not going to bring that up uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean half the people that listen to the show know my old username it's, it's not that bad it's just dumb
3: <laughs> just
0: dumb yeah before I switched over to using Brett Hudson as my super creative username on everything. Except Skype. Uh.
1: Oh, I can't, change my, I can't change my username. Yep, you totally can. Done.
0: But as you do right now, you're going to break all the links that you have everywhere. Oh, well. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might redirect for a little bit, but it'll probably, like on your site, it'll GitHub. Let's see. Like.
1: If we go to slash slash strange, I wonder what it does. Probably fails yep it fails <laughs>
0: okay. so yeah you're after you get off this call you'll have a fun task of fighting. I don't have it I don't have
1: it sitting anywhere so
0: yeah you do isn't it on your site no it's not on my site what about links to some of your projects like handmade math
1: where do I link to handmade math anywhere I don't know <laughs> I don't know either <laughs>
0: I'll find it quick <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, on it was on the the Lutis page for a little bit. We had a uh, on the repo. We have it like I put dependencies in it. I put a handmade math because we are using handmade math, but that's it. Hmm. Yeah, oh, but yeah. It, it's really funny that handmade math just as a simple game library has fifty almost fifty commits now because I, I there was a, so I wrote all this matrix math one day. Like it was just a stupid amount of matrix math I just wanted to knock it out because I just can't stand doing it. Yeah, and then like it was like a like thirty percent of it. Was wrong, so. Hmm.
0: Yeah, look at that strange sack.
1: What's going on? Uh, you might want to keep an eye on whoever submitted this. It's just a copy paste, probably without a lot of thought in it. Uh, okay. Handmade hero form. What? Are, what are you talking about, Cooper Caleb? Yeah.
0: <laughs> You Look
1: at the me. the
2: comments on the uh, pull request. Yeah, I know what it. I've seen. I saw it. Okay. Hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was looking into all the bit twiddling hacks a while ago because I was just thinking about that because of that right shifts and There's some really cool, cool ones. Have you ever looked into any of that, Zach? All the crazy things you can do with bitwise operators.
1: Yeah, I, I used to I used to do a lot of fun ones when um when I used to do Java and you had to push that last little bit of performance. Oh yeah. But yeah, I didn't. There's no, there's nothing I. Bro, there's nothing. Yeah, there, I I don't touch it anymore because C plus plus is fast enough. But if not, mm-hmm. I'll just go into SSC mode and. Yeah, it was always a Flash that
0: I do it because Flash is not fast at all.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's nice to get that little extra performance because when it can't handle it doing simple math operations.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, I'm multiplying by 0.5, um, you know, a thousand times every frame. Let's rate shift. Oh cool, I just got an extra ten FPS. <laughs> uh that happened on one of my projects actually. I had to do that. It was pretty sad. <laughs> uh yeah, Lucifer's saying it's copied from here. Uh, from oh yeah, the, the
1: Carmack it's from the old, uh, the like old Carmack inverse square root. But I think a lot of people use that, so I don't know. I haven't t- I haven't touched it in a while, like so. I don't know, but I'll keep an eye on it, I guess.
0: Oh oh yeah, he's got that comment in here. <laughs> the same
1: what? WTF? And it so. Hmm. 10 10 fps on flash it's real flash (laughs) yeah i I used when i used to do java and i had to draw maps uh i used to just do bit shifting for like when i was drawing each tile so when i had to draw a different tile i used to do bit shifting to get to the next tile i had to draw because i was using java's built-in um uh graphics api Mm -hmm. so i had to do some definitely some really fun stuff in there to uh Java to perform I don't know how people pre- I don't know how people make uh, 3D games in Java I really don't get it Minecraft they did it somehow uh, they struggled a lot though so oh yeah just not pre- just not performing it's not a la- language that's made for s- that they're slowly shifting that should be used for server things that's being used for uh It's being used for uh, client side things that it shouldn't be
0: yeah. I wonder because hmm, I remember one of the developers a while back was saying that it it was probably notch. He was saying that he wished they would have done it from C plus plus from the ground up.
1: Oh yeah, that was him.
0: Yeah. And it made me it made me curious, cause they have the whole new launcher now. Would it be possible to have that launcher and just download a C plus plus version of the game and launch it?
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Maybe that's why they did it. <laughs> They're
1: working on it. Well, their whole thing, their whole reason they did it was for it to like manage versions because people wanted to run different versions. But so you had to, so you had to keep copies of like the jars and just replace them. But the but with the launcher, you could just like go into you could like right click on it and like go to version and click the version you want. Yeah, That's just, just like Java. Hmm? No, not just making his next game in C++. He tweets about it all the time. He has a he has a Java version that he, he uses for like testing new features and hot reloading, and then he use, has a C++ version for performance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he needs to watch some Handmade Hero.
1: Yeah, he needs to learn how to do some hot swapping and state reloading and some really fun, crazy stuff to screw with your memory. Uh, it, I don't think Minecraft leaks memory. It just uses a lot of memory. I, i'm not sure but i could be wrong but i think i don't think it leaks memory i think it just use a lot of memory because it's a Java. app
0: yeah and it's procedure or it's not procedurally generated what's it uh, well i mean and it like, is initially but it has to load in chunks and it keeps them loaded in memory so it uses up a lot and then of course the garbage collection just kicks in
1: when a year ago a year ago he liked java i remember well, no, th- th- that could be taken, like, both ways. I hate inexperienced programmers when they tell me Java is bad. But... So, I guess I could kind of be, like, inexperienced
0: programmers saying Java is bad because other people have said Java is bad. Not because, like, that inexperienced programmer has gone through Java and knows that it's bad, but just because that programmer doesn't like it and is following the
1: stereotypes of the programming community, right? Yeah, I would say so. So, say, so my, my programming path was Python which I was very barely, barely touched then Java which I used for like a year then I went to C++ so I was a super like standard abstraction bullshit person for a year <laughs> and kind of uh now I'm kind of just pure C nice so
0: along that path I'm sure you've worked on some games right yeah Are any of these available
1: are, are they available probably not <laughs> I, don't, I don't have source code to most of them anymore I could, I could, I'm sure I can release most of them but I don't think I have the source code laying around I have to go through all my old hard drives but yeah, you could throw them up on GameJolt you know. yeah I, I have a few old things I used to make in Java <laughs> one of them had a really badass uh, boss fight I remember yeah but see I, I want to play it. your
2: boss fight
1: yeah it had a really cool boss it was, it, was like, it was a platformer
2: mm-hmm. and it, it
1: was actually kind of challenging and it it was all like based on like things would shoot you, and then you had to had to reflect them in like the right way to kill the thing that was shooting you. Ooh! And then the boss fight was really cool too. I remember it, but hmm. if I could find that, that'd be that'd be cool. But that's the only thing I'd ever think I'd put up that was worth making. And then I had a platformer for phones that was pretty cool for a while, but <laughs> I, I removed that because it was just too much work to maintain.
0: Yeah. Uh. So I'm, I'm guessing you did that all in Java using that Android SDK.
1: Um I no well no I used libgdx. Ooh. You heard of that? One. Or is it libgdx? I don't know. Uh it's for like I don't remember what it's called. Actually. What um let's see, we'll see what let's we'll see if I can find it. Uh, Java lib G, Is that what it's called? Yeah, libgdx. There you go. Mhm and they people use that for um, uh, if you write it on that it will go to client uh, web and, mo- and uh, all mobile so I wrote, it on. I, it's, I, I wrote it on there
0: I think I tried using that once but it was a huge hassle or something like that
1: it really like in the grand scheme of things there's a lot like worse libraries I could have thought of like I could have used but mm-hmm. it's
0: oh you know what I, th- I think what it was is I was using a port of Flixel on top of libgdx I think that's why it was a pain in the butt.
1: Just add more libraries on, add more wrappers on top of wrappers, am I right?
0: Well, yeah, I needed a game engine on top of my
1: my wrapper. Gosh, can't name the last time I've used the game engine anymore. It's, it makes me really happy that I can't name it either. Yeah, Brett, I want to know since I'm on here and I can bother you about it. I want to know when you're going to go into uh, hard- hardware things for your storyboard. So. Hardware stuff,
0: what, what you... like
1: like like actual rendering, like not using software rendering. Oh,
0: you're gonna you're gonna bug me right now on non-game yep. stuff. Yep. Soon, I I looked into it. I actually looked into it the other day and tried messing around with OpenGL, And I was really that's that's when I sent you that message it is time.
1: Yeah, oh, because I, I, I remember I messaged you because I was screwing around with direct write because I wanted to do something, and I'm like, holy crap, direct right is good. What is going on in this world? <laughs> It was so easy to use just to get, like, text rendering. I was like, wow, this is actually good text. Mm-hmm. It still has that normal calm bullshit that you have to deal with on any, every Microsoft product.
3: Yeah.
0: So now, since, since you bugged me, I'm going to bug Ian. Ian, when are you going to start learning C++ and maybe ch- check out Handmade Hero? No. <laughs> 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 that's,
2: that's not happening anytime soon.
0: <laughs>
1: Become a real programmer. <laughs>
0: Nah, Ian makes really awesome uh,
2: stuff on the web
0: I'm, using front-end. Okay,
2: and this sounds stupid, but the, the closest with front-end web development that you can do to handmade is basically what I'm aiming for because I hate using, like, oh God, using jQuery, any of these other libraries, Angular and all that stuff out there kills me, so I just write it from scratch. But, I mean, it's still JavaScript, so it's a scripting language, so it's not like you can ever really be low-level with that. But... I do what
0: I can yeah sure. what, what Ian's working on right now is insane we, 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 he was gonna in, integrate this uh, API for forums and stuff some sort of library Telerik or something like that and he's just like oh, I could integrate into all our stuff or in about the same amount of time I could just completely write from scratch to <laughs> so. address
1: what Canuckles is saying that direct write is good it's it's worth using for the first version of a text editor. It's worth using for a final version of a text editor. That's what I did. I wrote a text editor in a weekend, and I needed something to render fonts, and I didn't want to use OpenGL, so I used DirectWrite. Whoa, nice! And it was really really easy, and the fonts looked perfect, so I couldn't complain. Yeah, I'm using STB uh, TrueType. Yeah, STB TTF, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, Direct DirectWrite's really good, and then you they give you access to Direct2D also, so you can use uh all the stuff they they, they mm. want you to use for 2d games and 2d rendering
3: yeah
1: it's really not that bad but like if you're creating a basic app there's no reason that you need to go all the way down to direct 3d and create your own swap chain and do all that own bullshit yourself
0: i still might just just for the learning process
1: oh yeah it's definitely like something you should do but yeah i couldn't make s yeah stb does not produce sub uh rendering rendered letters it doesn't look right it's just it's, it's it's a lot of work to get it to work right. So I just went to DirectWrite and DirectWrite did it okay.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll look into that then. At least yeah, for the I, Windows version. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed it, and Windows is your primary target at the end of the day. Well, I don't know
0: because one of the things I want to do with storyboard is market it to college students,
1: and they all have Macs. <laughs> they all have
0: MacBooks, yeah. Because I was thinking like the perfect thing to do would be to release it, message a few universities, see if they want to try integrating it into their course. And sell them, like, some sort of educational license. That'd be good. Because then uh, it would get in the, like, the professors would use it. They'd require the students to use it. And I'd get a huge user base that would also be able to, like, give me feedback on, like, what they want and stuff. So.
1: And yeah, that'd be good.
0: They spread it out because they're in university and they tell their friends. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, that'd probably be really good for you. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You should learn C plus plus though. It's the way. It's the it's the way of the land. Is learn it. Uh,
0: who's that redirected or directed
2: to?
1: Uh, Ian. Oh, Ian. <laughs> Eventually.
2: I mean, I yeah, I, I really gradually learning more and more programming languages, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I
1: really don't. I really don't like C plus plus, but you kind of need to know it, so. Yeah. Well, Ian. Ian's just like a front end
0: web development master. So, like. Yeah, if if you were to learn C it wouldn't help him out with web development much.
1: Oh no, that's when you do what you're. I think what Cronal's doing, and you, he makes it so you can program your web pages in C.
2: What? Well, there's wait. What's the um? I think you've seen it, Brett. What's that thing called that lets you compile from a bunch of other languages into JavaScript?
0: That yeah, ah. Zach was the one that had me working with that actually. I can't um, remember what it's called right yeah, now, but I know there is a, what for for Ludus Engine. To, what about it? What Sorry, thinking?
1: I zoned out for a second. Oh, <laughs> um,
0: for Ludus Engine, there was that uh, that scriptin. uh oh, M scriptin, M scriptin. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't like that very much. Yeah, <laughs> too that much was a work.
0: Pain. It, it it yeah it was. In, in a single weekend I couldn't f- quite figure it out the pressure was too much <laughs> it, it, it was it's just
1: a lot of work for I don't know I, I'd, I'd th- I think there's better ways probably getting to compile compiler clang is basically hell so yeah yeah <sighs> uh, so, a meta in, in programming...
0: a perfect world everything would just work together and like software would just be simple and.
1: in a, in a perfect world people would have wanted everything to be a web app so when you have to think about it, yeah. I, hate, I hate doing anything with the web. It just, it's it's always a nuisance. It never works right. Do you see Skype trying to make a front-end or a web-based thing? Uh, well, I don't trust
2: Microsoft to do a good job. They haven't exactly had an excellent track record. But if you actually know what you're doing nowadays, it's very easy to have performant web apps.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of new stuff um, that's coming out. Uh, that's been out um well or
2: for that matter looking at things like slack and discord and other things there's there's a lot of things where people are taking those and they're just using i think was it, electron or something there's some uh, open source project that lets you compile things from the web into uh chromium wrapper and you basically have a desktop client on mac windows and linux and there's a lot of uh groups of like major websites that have been doing that more and more or um you know Spotify just uses Chromium for their wrapper, but they're able to make it in such a way where they're using it for a nice user interface, but it's still ultimately, it's it feels like a native app at that point. They're they're smart enough to make it work. So that's kind of more uh, where I hope the web's heading, but obviously you have to be smart enough to understand the memory of the web and things like that, or else you're just going to get horrible leaks and things are just going to go really badly.
0: Yeah, Ian, do you... Uh... Dude, I, I Magnus sent it to me, and I don't know if I shared it with you, but it was a native API uh, for web browsers. <laughs> you know, current web browsers. It is that allowed you to access WebSockets and be able to do video, audio, and just like interconnectivity between cl- uh, multiple clients. That's
2: WebRTC. WebRTC. That's what that's you what sound. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, if Skype there's also an like, online torrent
2: client now, like purely in JavaScript, what? Um, so that's a thing. Yeah, WebRTC, I believe, is how they were able to someone actually figured out how to connect to torrents and whatnot, and actually be able to uh, both. Yeah, it just it's there's a lot of ridiculous stuff that's been happening. If you kind of look around, there's the number of JavaScript APIs has just been growing dramatically in the past few years because HTML5 and 5.1 is absurd.
1: Let's compile. But, uh, let's compile HTML5. Let's compi- Let's put all the shit together. Then you get HTML five. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had so, designed an API that beautiful.
0: Yeah. So we've hit the hour and a half mark, which it doesn't it didn't feel like an hour and a half. <laughs> no. Um uh so we usually wrap it up around now, but we like of course we can go over, we're not time constrained. So there is one more topic that we need to bring up. Oh, is there? It was, I, it was probably the first one that I brought up when, when we we're doing introductions, and it's proportion. We need to talk about proportion. Oh my gosh, why? Oh, you don't want to? Don't I want to? can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I guess I guess we'll kind of just finish up them with a little teaser, maybe. How about that? So how long have you been working on proportion?
1: Two three months now, something like that. Oh okay, I I thought it was longer than that. No, it's about, it's about three months. Three you months can expect months. to see something at the end of next month. Really? Only three months? That's, that, that, that's, all I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to leave it at. You can expect to see something at the end of next month.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So um, the end of
2: June?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: something playable, too. So right ah. after E3,
0: Zach's going to have his own little like post-E3 excitement, which will probably be more exciting than E3 all put together this year.
2: It'll be the next door for watch.
1: I, I I don't know. It's not gonna be that exciting because I have I've, I, I, like, the game is based on this like neural, neural tree thing. So mm-hmm. I, I that's not work. That's not working
2: perfectly oh. yet. But once that works, so wait. So are you? Is that? Are you sort of going for like an AI type thing to have this no, story nothing, out, well, well, the
1: story play out? Well, the game. The game makes its own story. So. Yeah. Um, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a really fun project to work on. I really enjoy working on it. It has lots of crazy things, and I, lo- I love that every time. Like no, like no matter what you do, no matter how many times you play it, the game is not going to be the same, and it's
2: going to be perfect. And that is exactly how you get replay value. Yeah, what is
1: it? I-, I, don't, I don't. The game's really, the game is really fun to make. I'm really enjoying it. Just, I, it's just, it's very, it's a very complicated game, so it requires a lot of whiteboarding before I do anything. Hmm because this way like once they get the whole ner- like the whole neural tree down will be good but one- <laughs> but that neural tree is very complicated to get right and I have to add a lot of limitations and stuff like that so we'll see hmm. but I'm really excited for people to see even a little bit of it
0: yeah I'm I'm really excited too <laughs> it's like ooh it's that strange project I really want to play it and proportions just sounds cool like as a name it's like oh it sounds like a, a mind teaser it's it is. It, it is puzzle. It has puzzles, yeah, it's, it's, in it, right? It's a puzzle game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love puzzle games. Like I'm, I'm looking really uh, for to uh, scale by Sea Swing. It's gonna be sweet too. Have you, have oh. you seen that, Zach? No, I haven't. So, uh, I guess it's parallel as uh Portal, but you have a gun that can scale things up and scale things down. And when you scale things down, you take scale juice out of them basically, and it's in your gun, and then you can use that juice to scale things up so like one of the puzzles is there's a treasure chest so you know in a typical game you'd say <laughs> okay I need to go find the key um mm-hmm. but in this game the treasure chest is laying on its back so the keyhole's facing up so what you do is you stand on top of it and you scale the treasure chest up so big that you're able to fit through the hole and you jump in
1: you could think of uh I mean th- th- that's definitely a puzzle game but you... I think of Proportion as more of a witnessy type uh, puzzle mm-hmm. game than a uh than one of those kinds of puzzle games. I don't describe mm-hmm. it besides that. Yeah,
0: oh, Alan just said spoiler warning. Yeah, it's spoiler, a spoiler warning. but it's kind of like... Just
1: kinda... that's, that's a mechanic.
0: Yeah, that's like one of the ones that he has in the trailer and had on his Kickstarter page, so pretty much it's been spoiled for everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there There's much bigger spoilers if you actually watch the trailer. So, <laughs> that's, that's just one of the puzzles. Yeah, they're, they're super neat because they're all about, like just thinking very outside the box and scaling things. It's, it's like, there's all these little things, that there's a lot of things that you walk by that you don't even think about, and you're like, oh wait, that's crucial to the puzzle. So that's really
3: cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, he said he wasn't spoiled at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a joke. It, duh, of course it was a joke. <sighs> nice. Alright, so if anybody has any more questions, uh, throw them in the chat quick. Quick, 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 type them fast. Uh we'll we'll go for a couple more minutes and then we'll wrap it up. Um but yeah. it's ah, great.
2: So Ian, do you have any questions for Zach? You I, I think I'm I they've all been answered at this point. We've <laughs> covered the uh, three major projects I was interested in hearing about.
3: Sweet.
1: I, I have a more interesting one, it's just I don't know when I'm gonna be released, so I'm tired of talking about it and people always bring it up so it's like it's a strange save, my version Control client, but oh, I don't know when I want okay. to release it because I'm, I'm tired. I was tired of Git, so I just made my own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what's this called? Strange. Strange save. Strange save. Okay.
1: Yeah. I
2: heard well, you say th- you're tired of Git. Or are you tired of Git, as in the actual, uh, as in just the like a Git clients, or are you tired of like the actual algorithm or what? Like,
1: I'm tired of using Git. I hate. I have to write type all these things every time I want to back something he, up. He doesn't
0: use a, a GUI like us Ian. He oh, straight yeah, up
1: command lines it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I do I don't like Git. So I so just Git will,
2: bash or what? Okay.
1: Yeah. Get yeah, but just yeah get bash. All right understandable one day when one day when i get when i get bold i'll release it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> people people want it it just it's i don't know if it's ready yet it need, it, need, it needs some more aging to it because it's kind of a big thing <laughs> uh so
0: canicle said something up here a little bit ago that he wants me to say where is it um
1: ah where is it i don't know
0: oh Oh, here it is. It's literally just right above it. He said, this is probably a great time to hand in my resignation, because I've been quote-unquote on the (laughs) team and haven't done anything. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, Canookles, uh... Proportions had a major rewrite since then. It's not using OpenGL anymore or anything. (laughs) It's, uh... It's, um... uh, Well, because he's on the Bitbucket link, or uh, team... Mm-hmm. But it, like it's not even close to up-to-date with that anymore. It only works on Windows and all that other bullshit. So, sometime next month, there should be something playable for people. And we'll see, because I want to see how much this thing gets broken. Yeah. Especially since I've never, ever, 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 ever shipped a DirectX app before. Yeah. And then, uh, th- this you're you're in the handmade community,
0: so... And I am too, so we we kind of have to make this joke by obligation. Um, so, is this a, a human time next month, or is this an Abner time next
1: month? Um, it's definitely closer to human time than Abner time, but it should be next month. If not, <laughs> like at the beginning of the month after, like it's no, it's it's not that far away. We're no. not talking, um. We think really we think release is gonna be in November and it actually releases in March really wait r- r- can can you repeat that We're not talking about how release really should have been in November, mm-hmm. and then it ended up being with the made network release I don't even know okay sorry yeah no i you, <laughs> i you were like talking about so many
0: dates like it, my mind was just like it everything's sh- released it should be
1: we're, i'm not it won't be four months after next month
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Sure. Abner's gonna shun me for a couple days for making this joke.
1: Yeah, we make it all. I make it all the time when we're on. Uh, oh, and Alan's saying March.
0: it wasn't in March; it was in April.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been to the site for a long time, so it's, it's hard to keep. I, I didn't like the the real launch didn't like hit me, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, it was April twenty fourth, I think. Twenty fourth, twenty fifth, somewhere. <laughs> <I> just love. <laughs> Oh uh, Abner. <laughs> so it's been out for a month now. Not not half a year.
1: Like it should have been. Nah. Should've been. <laughs> nah. Yeah, should've been. <laughs> yeah it, it's all it's only Abner's fault. It's not Colonel Dragon or uh or Jay's fault. Oh, no, of course not. No, no. They're doing they're doing a good work. Just not a, just, just <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, there's a there's a big update that's being teased. Alan was saying. Oh
1: my gosh, I know I saw that. Is that um, is that the you... thing that Martin tweeted? Yeah, oh. it was when Martin tweeted it, and I got like super excited. And then I was like, "Wow, he does web design too." What yeah, does he do? The
0: the highlighting on the titles is done so well; it's just perfect. Because that that doing that like to get it right is pretty hard, but they got it right.
1: I don't know they they, they do a good jo- they do a good job at everything so Martin Cohen is ter- currently taking Chrono Dragon's job <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. so we're we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we've brought up the handmade community a dozen times if you guys want to check that out. it is at handmade dot network. Uh, it is a great network of programmers who are making games and making projects that like low level code. It all started with Kisey Miratori's handmade hero. Which you can find on YouTube, and we also did an interview with him last November. So you can check all of that out and find out more about the handmade community. Otherwise, I'm gonna give it over to Zach for him to plug everything that he wants. So you wanna you wanna give some plugs?
1: Uh yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at strangezach. You can back me on Patreon if you just Google my name. So Zach Strange, if you just Google that, you can back me on Patreon, and then you'll get access to the i guess you could say demo of proportion coming out ne- at the end of next month and you'll get access to all my other projects and things i'm working on if you if you back me there uh i occasionally write blog posts over at strangezack.com and if you need to email me over anything it's either zack at network or zack at strange dev.net that's pretty much it all
0: right sweet and then you also have a twitch channel uh, oh yeah i think you brought
1: that twitch.tv slash uh my strange is pretty much my handle for everything so you can just yep. google that and usually find it
0: and and since this is audio in case you're not visually looking at the word zach it's z-a-k yeah oh yeah i use yeah
1: my name is spelled wrong z-a-k <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: all right well yeah. thank you so much for saying on if you want to stick around for a minute after the show uh, that'd be great uh, otherwise let's jump into the credits Damn it. Uh, thank you for listening to <laughs> broadcast number 78 of Indie Radio. This Indie Radio is broadcast live with 1,000 mics and recorded using DASI. If you enjoyed the show and are interested in more, you can visit our archive at indiefunction.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Thank you again for listening to Indie Radio, and we hope you have a fantastic weekend.